Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. in you both to will and to do in other words without the active supernatural intervention of God we're not capable of pleasing him we're not even capable of choosing the things which please him let alone living them out that's why Jesus left heaven and, and came and became one of us because we need him we need him we need to look to him for everything don't just go around trying to dictate to him ask questions of him ask him about things go to him ask him about everything Many of us would be quick to agree that certain verses of the Bible are extremely easy to take out of context. Perhaps the more common of these are those that suggest anything prayed in the Lord's name will come to pass. However, as Pastor Robert will teach you in his message today, any and all prayers should be measured against both God's Word and His will. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. See, once you reach, listen to me, once you reach that point where you're certain about what God is speaking to your heart, now you've got to act in obedience. Not before then. But once, you're sh- once, you, once you've heard it, it's been confirmed, it's clear, this is from God. There's no question, it's confirmed. Clarity and confirmation. Now there needs to be obedience. Right? You see the steps? Clarity first. Confirmation that it's God and then obedience. And and he says that's how they obtained a good testimony. The elders, by faith, obtained a good testimony. Just not just because they, you know, had this superstitious thing going on. No, no, no. They acted on on this that, that God showed them. They acted on what God said. They acted in faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Now, isn't that an amazing thing to think about? Everything that God made, the things around you, the visible things were made from things that were not visible. The things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Everything around you, visible to the naked eye, God spoke into being using things which are not visible. Out of nothing is the idea. It's a very specific word. 
in the Bible. Now, now here's the thing. Here's why I need to caution you because, see, one of the teachings that's real popular and it has been as long as I've been a Christian, it, it decreases in popularity and then it comes back and, you know, whatever. But, but there's this popular teaching out there that, that once you're baptized with the Holy Spirit, once you're full of the Holy Spirit, that you have that same ability, that you have that same anointing, you have that same power to creative power with God. No, you don't. And, and let me tell you why you don't. You're not ready for that. You're not up to it. You're not capable of, of walking that out. Do you understand? You're not, you are not yet mature enough to exercise that kind of creative power and authority. That would be just so unloving of God. We're not mature enough. God hasn't finished the good work that he began in you. Now, I think one day, maybe that'll be the case. I mean, one day, one day the Bible says you will be like him. One day we will be like him. At that point, maybe we will have that kind of authority. Maybe we will have that kind of creative power to be able to just declare something and, and speak it into existence and proclaim it and, and have it come to be out of, out of nothing, but not, not yet. You, can you imagine the mess that you and I would make if we had that kind of creative power and authority? I mean, really, be honest about it. You're not God. You and I, we're not that wise. We are not that wise. We, we, and we need to understand the danger of this kind of theology, because see, it appeals to us. It appeals to our flesh. This idea that, yeah, you know, I just, I'll just speak that into existence. I'll just declare that in the name of Jesus. I proclaim that in the name of Jesus. I claim that in the name of Jesus, or you, you know, whatever. No, be careful with that. Listen, what I see in the New Testament, what I see in the New Testament over and over again, is humble yourself. Humble yourself. Let me teach you. Humble yourself before God. Let him instruct you. You can only come to him as, a, as to a little child. If you don't approach him like a little child, you're not going to enter. What is he saying there? What is he talking about? He's talking about humility. He's talking about dependence. Listen, he's talking about growing and learning and giving him the opportunity to change you and teach you and to get you ready. I mean, if we just back up and think about it, you know, it's like, okay, so, so a person like, like me, okay, I accepted Jesus Christ when I was 24 years old. Two weeks later, he filled me with the Holy Spirit. There's no doubt that. And so all of a sudden now, you know, two weeks after I become a Christian, two weeks after I'm born, spiritually speaking, he's going to entrust to me creative power and authority. I wouldn't do that with my kid. Right? I mean, when, when, when the little guys are, are real small, they, they, have, they need to come and get permission before they go in the refrigerator. We put locks on the, on the cabinets, right? I mean, these days, people make a lot of money out of those little plastic locks to keep the kids from being able to get into the refrigerator without permission. Why? But we're trying to protect them. Are we trying to hold out on them? No, we love them. We're trying to protect them. They're not ready for that. If they want keys to the car? No, not yet. No, 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 no. My daughter's 18 years old. I'm still not turning her loose. No, she's not ready. This is Miami. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to hold out on it. It would make my life so much easier if I could just turn her loose. You know, she, she's wanting to go. We were talking about it yesterday. There's something she wants to do this week. Go spend the day with a friend. And Elizabeth's like, that's, unless she can come get you and bring you back, that's not going to happen on that particular day. There's just nobody to take you up there and bring you home. It's not going to work. 
It'd make our lives so much easier. But she's, she's not yet ready. And so we love her. You see what I'm saying? Jesus said repeatedly, there's a principle repeatedly revealed in the New Testament. How much more? If you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more your heavenly father? In other words, if I'm wise enough to know there are some who are just not ready for that kind of creative power and authority, how much more my father in heaven? How much wiser my father in heaven? Now listen, here's the balancing thing, okay? When God speaks, once he does speak to you, now you need to act. Now you need to proclaim it. Now you need to declare it. Now you need to act in faith. When Peter got out of the boat to walk on the water, do you remember the sequence of events? Those of you who remember the story, they're out on the lake. It's all stormy. Everything's chaotic. They're in the boat without Jesus. The, the disciples are there. Storm's raging, and they're freaking out. And then somebody thinks they're seeing a ghost walking across the lake. And they realize, no, that's the Lord. That's Jesus. And Peter shouts out to him, if it's really you, I want to do what you're doing. Tell me to come to you. I'm paraphrasing. This is Robert's version of the, if it's, Lord, if that's really you, tell me to come walk into you on the, and so Jesus said, okay. So Peter asked, it's okay to ask. Just don't be presumptuous and go declaring and claiming and proclaiming before he has spoken. Lord, if this is you, Jesus said, Peter, it's me. Get out of the boat. And so he did. And he walked on water. What would have happened if, if Peter had just jumped up? Look, there's Jesus. I'm going to do that. If he can do it, I can do it. No, he would have gone to the bottom like a rock. You see what I mean? The sequence of events. Jesus spoke. Peter obeyed in faith. Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as, only in, uh, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. It is God who works in you both to will and to do. In other words, without the active supernatural intervention of God, we're not capable of pleasing him. We're not even capable of choosing the things which please him, let alone living them out. That's why Jesus left heaven and, and came and became one of us, because we need him. We need him. We need to look to him for everything. Don't just go around trying to dictate to him. Ask questions of him. Ask him about things. Go to him. Ask him about everything. Get the clarity. Get the confirmation. And then when you have it, act on it. Act on it. And that's, that's what we're talking about. chase after so much in this world, the best job, the perfect family, the prestige and fame that we think will satisfy. But will it ever be enough? These worldly achievements may seem like exactly what we want, but in the end, we can't take them with us to heaven. These things can also become idols in our lives, becoming more important than our Savior. As we've studied the book of Hebrews, we've been warned that nothing should take the place of Jesus in our lives. Nothing else and no one else will give us lasting satisfaction. Our lives should focus first on the Savior, allowing Him to direct our steps in all things. 
We are so glad you tuned in today to Main Thing Radio. If you'd like to learn more about this ministry, please visit our website, mainthingradio.com. Listen to additional teachings by clicking on podcast and download our mobile app to take Main Thing Radio with you on the go. Come and follow our Facebook and Twitter accounts to keep up to date with everything that's happening at Main Thing Radio and Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Find links to our accounts at our website, mainthingradio.com. With that, our time with you has come to an end. We hope you'll join us next time as Pastor Robert continues to teach verse by verse, chapter by chapter, through the book of Hebrews, right here on Main Thing Radio.